God's will will be my will. And, you know, as long as I didn't kill anybody, I didn't steal, I didn't, uh, I thought I was good. But by mercy and grace, I was called to this, to this gospel and sat before this gospel and had my understanding enlightened. And, and now I realize that I was dead as a doornail before coming into this class. Because I had, I was alive physically, but spiritually, I had no spiritual understanding. I had the Damasi way, and I thought that that was enough. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, each and every one of us, when we came before we came into class, we had our own, our own ways. But by grace and mercy, now we realize that Yahweh has a purpose, and what He's talking about here is. Right in that cloud, see in that upper part of that uh, Moses chart where all the mm-hmm. attributes are? In principle, that's a state of ontological perfection. And in that state, that's a pure spirit state, our creator deformulated and completed a purpose. And the result of that purpose was to be fruitful and to multiply and then to have put his nature into his select beings that have it will be a reflection of his image of his nature right and each and every one of us now he said i'll read it again mm-hmm. but now thus saith yahweh that created thee o jacob and he that formed thee o israel fear not for i have redeemed thee right i have mm-hmm he has called, you know, we're, I'm going to get to Ephesians, and eventually I'm going to get to Romans, the eighth chapter. But okay. we have to understand and, re- and realize that right from the get-go, it's just a simple thing. It's it's Romans 1, 19 and 20. You mm-hmm. formulate, it, it's thought, word, and deed. In this state of ontological perfection, he formulated and completed a purpose. And in that state, those souls, he knew were, were, we were all called. We were chosen before the foundations of the world, before anything was. We mm-hmm. were. He formulated and completed that purpose, and he knew our names. He knew us before we were, before we were even created, before anything was created. He knew us. He set those souls apart that he was going to, through his purpose, put his nature into and and convert their souls. And they're going to go from being dead as a doornail to alive. And it's going to be a reflection of his nature being put in us. It's not that, that it's like we get to Romans, the 10th chapter two, I'm going to get there. Mm -hmm. uh, Where where the the potter, the clay is not going to tell the potter, Hey, why did you make me like this? You know, uh, it's just not that way. You know, and some people will think, well, that's unfair. No, he, he's not the source of justice. He is justice. He, it, it's his purpose. It's his story. It's not our story. So let's read it again. Start from the beginning uh, and do it again. Uh, Isaiah 43. But now, thus saith Yahweh that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, 
for I have redeemed thee. Stop right there. Again, that, <laughs> by redeeming us, that's Pentecost. That's our personal Pentecost. That's when, that's why he had to come in. He, he had to initiate a law that no one could live and no one could keep. He had to come in and fulfill it. He had to come in and die that death of an outcast dog. He had to be buried. He had to be resurrected. And 50 days later, all of a sudden, now there's a Pentecost. Now, the very spirit that they thought that they got rid of that was in the man, because before that time, Yahshua's spirit was in men, but it wasn't on a permanent basis. It was on right. a temporary basis. But once Pentecost occurred, now that same spirit that they thought they nailed to the cross is now putting men on a permanent basis. All right, read on. Go to two now. Oh, did two. you finish that? F finish yeah, one. one. Okay, finish one. Uh, I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Right, stop right there. Let's get to Romans. Uh, I think it's nine. Is it nine? Yes. Or nine? Uh, Romans. About the potter and the clay? Yeah, or? the potter okay. and the clay. Yeah, it's Romans uh, the 20th. I'll start with um, 19, Romans 9 and 19. Hmm. Thou will say then unto me, why doeth he yet find fault? For who has resisted his will? Hmm. Nay, but O man, who are thou that replieth against Yahweh? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it? Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay? Right. The stop right world? there. Because now we got to come to understand that he is in control of his purpose. There's predestination involved. The predestination are those souls that came out are going to go back in the same way they came out. They, because they were predestined to receive his nature. And we say it at the end of every class, the doxology. Now mm -hmm. unto him who's able to keep you from falling and to present us. Us. That's going to be the body. That's, that's the body of Yahshua the Messiah. Going to be presented back unto the pure spirit state and go on the ages to come and, and, and learn more about our creator. And th this is the purpose of Yahweh. Mm -hmm. and, and only by grace and mercy have we come to know and understand it. It's not decided... Uh, by a physical man's intelligence or a physical man's ability to, to, to realize this or, 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 or to create it. This was all set up. It's all set up, and, and we have to realize that it's by grace and it's by mercy. It can't be by both. It can't be by works, and it can't be by grace. It's either one or the other. You can't find a bridge between it. Right. It's by grace and mercy only. Otherwise, if it was by works, then you could earn it, and he came in and died the death of an outcast dog for no reason, because that's what he did. He conquered death, hell, and the grave by doing what he did and showing us that philoprogenitive love of his offspring. All right, read on. 21st verse. Has not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if Yahweh, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endureth with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory 
on the vessels of mercy, which right, he has. Stop before. right there. Stop right there. We can go to John 17 and show that all those vessels of mercy, those are the souls that were predestined to be saved that that were, were given to Yahshua, and he's not going to lose any of his. Right. Uh, it's 17 somewhere. I don't know where. I'm not real good at, at 12, 17 and 12. At 17 and 12. While I was with them in the world, uh, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Yahshua's not going to lose any of the souls that were predestined to be saved. Oh, okay, get back. Let's get back to the original scripture. Okay, Isaiah forty-three. And two. And two. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Okay, now, if before coming into class, I read this, and I would think that this is talking about a, a physical thing, to, a, a river, waters, a, a walking through fire. And all these are all allegories. These are types and shadows trying to make you understand and realize that once he puts his spirit in you, he'll never put you in a situation you can't handle. Right. You, you don't have just a little bit of the Holy Spirit. Once he, once he starts something in you, he's bound by his word to finish it. He'll never yes. put you in a situation you can't handle. And th that's where our faith comes in because he's bound by his word. He can't yes. lie. He can't lie. There's no lie in him. There's no there's no disease in that body of Yahshua the Messiah. There's no contention. There's no it's it's pure. It's chase. All right, read on. For I am Yahweh thy Elohim, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom. Ethiopia and Sheba for thee. Okay, stop right there again. I'm just trying to make a point. Now, again, we have to realize he is in control of his purpose. Everything. Man is not in control of anything. He is in control of it. We, we want to try and, and, and get ourselves involved and say, well, I'm going to make this choice and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And, and it's on me to do this. If it's on us, we're in trouble, well, at least for me anyway. Because, yeah. you know, the end result is it, at the end of the day, we're, we're going to fail. That's why he died. He died that death of an outcast dog. That's why he did that, to conquer all those things. So now, in this day and this age, it's him putting his spirit and his nature in us, causing us to walk in his ways. It's not that... It, I got to go to class. I got to do this. I got to do that. They ain't got to do nothing. You want to. Right. I'd rather be in a situation where I want to go, not that I got to go. If you got to go, it's an obligation. Or it's like a, it's like a job. Like you're, you're you know, you're, you're accomplishing something because, oh, I, I got to do it because I know it's best. It's not, it's not about you. Right. What it's about is the love of the truth and, and laying our, our spiritual lives down each and every time we can. 
So there's some soul somewhere that might, we don't know what soul been predestined in that ontological state of perfection to be converted. And it's by how this purpose works is by the preaching of this gospel. The preaching of this gospel, that's what does it. That's what's going to convert your soul from death unto life, sitting right there in your chair. The light bulb is going to go on. The things that are said are going to penetrate the core of your body, of your of your heart, of your soul. And all of a sudden, you're going to realize and recognize that all the things that you knew, all the things that you thought you knew were wrong. And all of a sudden, now you're starting to realize by cogent witnesses that Romans 1, 19 and 20, Physical things reveal spiritual things comes alive right before your eyes. Now you're not seeing you're seeing the physical thing, but you're recognizing the spiritual pr- principle it, re- it represents. Yes, that's the gift. That's yes. the gift. That's the difference between that mystery of iniquity and the mystery of righteousness. The mm. mystery of iniquity is going to be stuck right at that mm. physical manifestation. They can't get past it. They don't see the spiritual. Um, principle that it's representing. They need something physical. And that's, it's terrible, but that's how Yahweh's purpose is. And you see it. You see it out in the world. This is a world of complete chaos and anxiety and misery. And you wonder, well, how do these people, you know, how do they cope? Well, that's why uh, opiates are going wild and, and people are, suicide is running rampant. Yeah. Did we lose you? Dr. Massey, Frank? Dr. Massey, we can't hear you. This mic is open. Uh, hmm. Frank, Massey. if you hear us, let us know. I think he, oh. got, he probably got knocked off. Still yeah. shows him on, but isn't sometimes his signal gets low, so he may yeah. be trying to fix it right now. Uh, he might have tried to sign off and on because it took off. It. I don't see yeah, it. he went off. I think yeah, he might have went off. Okay. Uh <laughs> You want That's me to so call the second speaker or Petonia? Yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, call on um, the second vessel. Go ahead and call on. He's back. He's back. Oh, good. Back. Okay. Dr. Damaski? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm back. Okay. I got kicked off somehow. That's I, I get loud. Maybe the computer got mad. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, I forgot where I was now. So, all right, let's go back to uh, to the scripture. Go back to four. Okay, verse four. Since thou was precious in my sight, thou has been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore, will I give men for thee and people for thy life. Let's stop right there, because now we have to realize the love of our of our. Savior of Yahshua the Messiah, that in this purpose, he loved us when we were yet unlovable. 
the things that we did before we came into class were, well, I can only speak for me, were awful. We had, our, again, we had our own gods. Our gods were, were our belly. Mm-hmm. Our gods were, we wanted fame. We wanted riches. We wanted glory from men and didn't seek the glory from Yahweh only. Mm-hmm. And only by grace and mercy have we come to realize that that's the true meaning of peace and joy is seeking honor from our father, our true father only, and not from men. All right, read on. Okay, fifth verse. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Even everyone that is called by my name, Stop right there. Stop Mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to Romans 8, Mm -hmm. 20, 28. Romans 8 and um, 28. Mm -hmm. I think so. And we know that all things work together. Yeah, keep going. Keep reading. For the good that... And we know that all things work together for good to them that love Yahweh, to them who are the called according okay. to his Stop purpose. right there. Mm-hmm. Now there's a difference. When we're talking about many are called, few are chosen. Yes. We're talking about the called. It's the same as saying you're the chosen one. Right. Okay. It's just meant to confuse people and say, well, what do you mean? Uh, many were called and few were chosen. But how are you now the called? <laughs> we are the call. We are the chosen. If we see this gospel, you have been blessed. You have been given a gift that mm-hmm. of eternal life. You have been given a gift of being a, a, a soldier of the truth, like that song, the beautiful song that was before class. You know, that's what we are. We are soldiers presenting and laying our physical, not our physical life, more important, our spiritual life down for our fellow man. And no no greater love that the man has than doing that, than laying your spiritual life down. Anybody, I'm not minimizing her, any kind of hero, hero kind of thing. We're taking a bullet for in the military, whatever. Yeah, that, that's just a, a type and shadow. That person's only giving up their physical life. That's temporal. What, mm. we're, 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 what we're laying down is our spiritual life, and that is eternal. We don't, we're all going to die. We're all born to die. But we, don't wanna, we don't, never want to experience the second death, which would be our spiritual life. Mm. And that's what this gospel does. It'll, it'll bring that soul that's destined, that was headed towards destruction, right into life because it was predestined from the get-go that that soul was going to hear and live. So this is what this is 8 and 29 uh, is saying. So read on now. So once you're, you're called, the called, go ahead. And for the 29th verse, and for whom he did for no, he also did predestinate. Stop right there. I'm sorry. It's okay. Who, who he foreknew. So then we got to go to, we got to go to Ephesians 1. And is it 4? Ephesians 1 and 4. 
according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Yahshua the Messiah to right. himself. You see how this is working out? You see that we were predestined and we were set up before the foundation of the world and we were mm -hmm. called. And now let's let's figure out what's going on when, once we're called. Read on back to Romans now. Okay, Romans uh, 8 and 29. For whom he did for now, he also did predestinate <coughs> to be conformed to the image of his son. See, now conformed. That and we again we could go to Jeremiah 31 31, we could get to Ezekiel 36 24. It's not us making decisions on our own selves and saying, Well, we're gonna do this, I'm gonna do it this way, and and if I do it this way, then I'll receive the gift. No, that's not how it works. If you could do it on your own, you wouldn't need a savior. That's right. The point is, is is it's by grace and it's by mercy that your eyes have been opened that. You're sitting next to someone, and this gospel being preached, and and you're high, your 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 head is on the ceiling. You're so high and listening and loving what you're hearing, and that person next to you is dead asleep, and they're hearing the same thing. And it's not mm -hmm. by your intelligence or your your greatness or anything about you that that situation is occurring. It's by grace and it's by mercy. All right, finish. Go ahead, read on. Okay. Um, for whom he did for now, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, <laughs> whom he did predestinate, then he All right, also stop, called. Stop. Okay, here we're going to try and trace it through right from the cloud. Yeah. Go ahead, read. Whom and he who predestinated. He, then he also called. And whom he called, then he also justified. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If right. Yahweh be for us, who can be against us? Exactly. See how it worked? See how it, it's it's him putting his spirit in us, causing us to, to reflect his nature. That's how we're conformed to his image. It's his nature being placed in us. Right. It's Yahweh causing you to act the way of those attributes, of those divine attributes of all those nine. I can mention them, but you know what I'm saying. It, those attributes, those divine attributes are placed in you. And all of a sudden, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you, you what you pursue, what you love, what you find comfort in, all has changed. It's all different now. Now you realize, you see that mystery of iniquity. You, you have the, the gift, the ability to expose that mystery of iniquity. And no more will you be deceived. No more. Again, uh, it's one of my favorite sayings that I always use because I worked 30 years in a jail. You know, I always would see uh, preachers come in and they would always tell the, the prisoners that Jesus will set you free. Mm. And... I would I would get kind of you know I'm in class at this time and I'm I'm trying not to I'm biting my tongue but if you know me and I, I have a hard time biting my tongue and I would talk with these inmates and I would tell them 
you know, Jesus is going to set you free for a week or a month or a year. But the truth is, it, it, it's going to make you free. Once you realize the truth, see, if, if you're just going to get set free, you have a risk of being locked up again. And I've seen it. Guys get, get out in, in a week, a, a, a day, a month, a year later, they're locked up again. Mm-hmm. Not this gospel. This gospel will make you free. No, yeah. Never no more will you be the way you were. Never no more can you go back to whatever you were into. I can never go back to how I was on my knees in a grotto praying to Mary, hmm. praying for physical things, because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And it wasn't my intelligence. It wasn't any kind of gift uh, of, of, of my own that I derived it from. It was by grace that my eyes were opened. It was a revelation. And that's how we're glorified. All our witnesses, our cogent witnesses that we see, that are Romans 1, 19 and 20, by a simple threefold pattern, you, you have to come to realize and, and bow and, and understand and that this is a divine vision. This, no physical man could come up with this. But everything in the universe abides by a threefold pattern. And, and I'm one that I tried to disprove this thing, and I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I had to bow to it. Mm-hmm. Right, where were we? I, I'm kind of, we're still at Romans, right? Did yes, we finish it's, 30, up? it's 32nd verse, uh, Romans 8 and 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall we not with him also freely give us all things? Yeah, okay, that's enough for, with Romans. I, I got my point, what I think I wanted to, yes. to show how yes. that we're, we're called, yes. we're, we're glorified, we're justified. And only reason we're, that occurs is because his image has been conformed in us. He has placed his nature in us and caused us to change. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back to the scripture. Okay, uh, Isaiah 43 and 7. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. See what I'm saying? So right from the foundations of the world, before the foundations of the world, all right, he he had us in our in mind. He knew us when we were not even created yet. He chose us. Think about that and try and grasp your, your mind around that. That hmm. every soul he, that been predestined to receive uh, that that Holy Spirit, um, he knew before the foundations of the world. Nothing, you know, it's not. He's not sitting up in the sky wondering what we're going to do and saying, "Geez, I wonder if this is going to happen or that's going to happen." He's in complete control of his purpose. Complete yeah. control. If he's in complete control, then everything is predestined. Everything is predestinated. There's souls that are, are made to honor, and there are souls that are made to dishonor. Mm-hmm. And it's not for us to, to try and justify one or the other. It's us mm-hmm. to look at our own labor and, and worry about our own selves first. Okay, read on. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. Stop right there. 
Okay. And that's how we, that's us. That's what we were when we were before the, coming to this gospel. We, we had ears, we had eyes, but we didn't see nothing and we didn't hear nothing. And our hearts were, were a stony heart. But by grace and mercy, being exposed to this gospel and Yahshua placing his nature in us, now that's what he's talking about. Bring, bring them forth now. Bring all the ones that were predestined to be saved. Bring them forth because I'm going to convert them. I'm going to change them. I'm going to put my spirit in them. They're going to go from death unto life. Read. Mm -hmm. Bring forth the blind people they, that they have eyes and the deaf that have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified or let them bear and say it is truth. Keep going. Mm -hmm. Ye are my witnesses, saith Yahweh, and my servant whom I have chosen. Again, he, he has uh -huh. chosen us. We, yes. We cannot choose anything. It doesn't mean that we're not making choices. We make choices every day. Right. I'm not talking. I'm, I'm talking about a choice of your salvation. You cannot yes. be the spearhead of your salvation. You cannot. If you could... Why would you need a savior? If you had the ability to to do the make the right choices and do the right things, why would you need a savior? You do it on your own. And that's not how this purpose works. Nope. There's a death, there's a burial, and there's a resurrection. And then there's a glorification. It's all by a pattern. His purpose is infallible. The purpose is infallible. Read on. 10th verse. Ye are my witnesses, saith Yahweh, and my servants whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no Elohim formed, neither shall there be after me. We're just talking about the omnipresence and the omnipotence of our creator and how he's mm -hmm. in complete control of his purpose. And, and this is where we find comfort, and the world cannot. The world doesn't have comfort. They, they're, they're, holding, they're crossing their fingers and crossing their toes and, and hoping and burning ashes and all doing all kinds of crazy things to think that trying to find comfort and strength. And right. at the end of the day, all those things will fail. Yeah. But Yahshua in us will never fail. Mm -hmm. We know and understand it. Whatever, is, whatever occurs has to occur. We put the value, we understand the value of flesh, but we understand more of the value of spirit. And we understand what justice is, what just what true love is. We understand these things by, by grace and by mercy. All right, read on. 11. I, even I, am Yahweh, and besides me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved. And I have showed when there was no strange ills among you. Therefore, ye are my witnesses, says Elohim, and I am Yahweh. Right. He's just showing them that, that he's in complete control of his purpose. And there's no mm -hmm. other savior. People want to think that uh, 
that Yahweh is over here and, and Yahshua is over there and, and Elohim is somewhere else. It's all, it's, it's Yahweh's spirit that's performing salvation. It's Yahweh that is our savior. Yeah, you can't be saved only in the name of Yahshua. I, I see it. I see the five minutes. You can be saved in, in the name of only Yahshua, which means Yahweh is your salvation. It's not mm -hmm. taking anything away from Yahweh. It's just how the purpose works. They're not separate. Read on. Okay, 13. Yea, before the day was, I am he, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? Thus saith Yahweh, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake, I have sent to Babylon and have bought down all their nobles and the Chaldeans who cry is in the ships. See, again, yeah. this is just a metaphor showing his complete control of his purpose, that he's in control. He's the only Savior. There's no other one. That's right. God, Jesus, Allah, uh, Buddha, uh, none of them are going to cut it. They're not mm -hmm. just not going to cut it. There's only one name given unto salvation, and that's Yahshua the Messiah. So uh, I hope I inspired somebody. I, I tried to do the best I could. I, I gave I give all glory and honor to Yahshua, and uh, with that, I'm going to give up the floor. Thank you for the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, and thank you, Dr. Frank DeMassey. For our second vessel, it is an honor and a pleasure to call on Dr. Ryan Harris from our Charlotte, North Carolina Zoom class. Dr. Harris? Is he there? Give me everyone's greetings. Uh, I'm running the charts and stuff like that. It's kind of kind of difficult, but uh, uh, I thoroughly enjoy the, the the remarks of the first speaker. Uh, it said very many very encouraging things, and basically he gets straight to the point, talking about uh, the purpose of Yahweh. Uh, it seemed like, apparently it seemed like I've heard that before. Recently, another vessel, another uh, class, speaking of the purpose of Yahweh, meaning that you know we talk about. Yahweh talks about predestined and being called, uh, you know, we have to get the flesh out of the way. Uh, we talk about choices. Yeah, we make choices, but the only thing, you know, we, we we're dealing with is the mystery of righteousness and the mystery of, of iniquity. Uh, could you get the uh, Ayer Aster Ayer Chop through and uh, pick, pull, pick up there? Uh, uh, I think, I don't know if it was still over in Romans or not, but Jacob, I love Esau, I've hated. Okay. Yep. Okay. Romans uh, nine and mm -hmm. uh, uh, eleven. Okay. Uh, Romans nine and eleven. Do you want me mm -hmm. to read it now? Uh, uh, right. Yes, please. Yeah, just trying okay. to continue on with the previous speaker. Romans nine and eleven. For the children being not yet born neither have done any good or evil, that the purpose of Yahweh, according to the election, might stand. Are you talking about Yahweh. election? Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you a little bit, Miss Catonia. Go ahead, continue on. 
I might stand not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, the elders shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Mm -hmm. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with Yahweh? By no means. For he right. said to for he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of Yahweh that showeth mercy. For the scriptures say unto Pharaoh, even for the same purpose, have I raised thee up, and I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. All right. Thank you. So we see that that, that that kind of sums up a lot of things the previous speaker is talking about, about the purpose of Yahweh, about far as Yahweh, it's his unalterable will, meaning it's not going to change. There's two things, Yahweh, we talk about uh, Yahweh, it's, it's Yahweh, it's immutable. When we say the word immutable means it doesn't change, it means Yahweh cannot lie, right? He, can, he does not lie. Now, manifestations may change, but the principle does not change. And we, we're looking at manifestations using the pattern, using, you know, the principles of, I mean, using looking the pattern, using looking at death, burial, resurrection, blood, water, spirit. We've seen that repeatable act to understand that, hey, at the end of the day, is that, you know, Yahweh, his principles does not change from the very beginning. He, as he said, you know, before they were even born out of the womb, you know, you may, mind might kind of, oh, just little babies and things like that. Well, those are, those are just cults of flesh, but Yahweh is going to put, you know, he's going to put souls in those vessels right there, okay? And, and those souls, Yahweh is the source and substance and limits and bounds of everything, right? So what we say is that everything is coming forth from Yahweh. Everything, because where else can it come from? There's no cold Mrs. Yahweh. There's no cold Redeemer. It's all Yahweh is the source and substance and limits. So everything is coming out from him or by him. But like I said, what, but what's predestined is that Yahweh is, he is predestined that his son, uh, to be conformed in his image, as it was mentioned, to go right back where it came from. Now, the thing about it, you could say, well, okay, well, about the mystery and you're saying that it's predestined to go back. Well, in essence, that's that's true. But what we're saying here is that everything comes from Yahweh, that source, right? But you're going back to sun or the, that one is conformed as the sun, that soul is going back with knowledge, you know, it's coming, it's, it's being glorified. It's, it's becoming, it's, it's Yahweh is glorifying. Yahweh is getting greater and greater. Yahweh is bringing forth offspring. So if you go look at the, uh, the Moses chart, I think not the Moses chart, the elementary chart, because it shows you, and uh, we have it, you have the, 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 the circles at the top, you can see Yahweh alone and by himself. Okay. And what, what, right at the top, there you go. Circle that right there or Yahweh right there. And it has some scriptural lessons up there too. It can't really, you can't zoom up on that real quick again, but as we talk about it, it's Yahweh, because Yahweh is not, he's not revealed his mystery, what it's all about. Yeah, it's not, it's unknown, okay? You know, it, right? But if you look at the very end, at the very end, because the end was declared from the very beginning, as it says over in Isaiah, uh, was it 46, 9 and 10, you see that Yahweh 
showing forth offspring. The offsprings are giving glory or a reflection of him. If you go to the very end of the chart, circle that real quick so they can see that. See that right there? So now everything's been revealed and Yahweh's revealing his purpose and, and we're becoming aware. We're becoming aware and, and what's so beautiful, we're what the purpose is that, hey, we are of his offspring. We're of his offspring. We understand who our father is. We can say, I have a father now, right? Because he's revealed himself. He has put his spirit within our souls and, and, and made us conscious, aware, where we came from, what state are we are right now? Because we have this this tool, we have this we have this tabernacle pattern, and we're learning. We're we're being we're taking on the shape and form of those divine attributes. We said of of divine wisdom uh, or divine intelligence. Think about wisdom and knowledge and beauty, love and justice, power and strength. Those are taking on shape and form within us because, like I said, we are informed as engines. Yahweh uses this. We use this chart to show you how Yahweh took on shape shape and form from a a abstract state where we could not, we couldn't use our senses or finances to discern or what, what is Yahweh? Yahweh is spirit manifesting the cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud, but he used the cloud to symbolize himself as we use for a tool. But Yahweh showed how Yahweh takes on shape and form and those attributes get it in a set position and, and coming on down and walking airplane and doing manifestation, showing manifestations of death, burial, resurrection, blood, water, spirit, you know, over and over, just turning over and over again. So, and that's what we come to understand. So based with that, we understand the whole purpose when it's all said and done, wrapped up. Now we understand, you know, in essence, and we'll continue to learn in the ages come, the why did Yahweh make a creation? Why do he make a purpose? But for right now, we can appreciate, hey, Yahweh is a creator and creators like to create. And Yahweh's his beauty, you know, what's it over? Was it Psalms 90 and 4? What's the, the, the I don't think it's not Psalms 90 and 4. Talk Heavens about the declare. Yes, yes, go ahead, get that, please. Okay. Yes. Psalms uh, 19, yeah, 19 and 1. Mm -hmm. The heavens declare the glory of him, and the mm -hmm. firmament show of his handiwork, mm -hmm. day unto day utter of speech, and night unto night show of knowledge. Mm -hmm. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Mm -hmm. Yet their message has gone out through all the earth and right. their story to the end of the world. In it's them, it. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as he said, a tabernacle for the sun. Right. There's, it says over there, back up, it says there's no speech, there's no voice, no speech. Repeat that again. Okay. Uh, Psalms 19 and 3. Yeah. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Mm -hmm. Yet their message has gone out through all the earth and their story to the end of the world. So what we're saying down here that, you know, we come down here to form a universal, uh, form a universal brotherhood or form a, of humanity in Yash Messiah, our second aim, I chopped it up. But there's no voice, no speaks, not heard. We have no excuse. You're, there's Language is not an issue right here. We, we just mentioned pre-op before this meeting, we talked about when our brother in Malaysia over there, yeah, he speaks English, but he probably had another language. But it's universal because Yahweh has used the creation. And as Dr. Kenny says, you know, hey, you just don't have an excuse. You know, Yahweh has used his creation. If you, you know, man can lie to you, the set, the satanic spirit in man, preachers or whatnot, or where he may be located or her can lie to you. But the creation will not lie to you. Creation is preaching Yahshua Messiah through the birds and the bees and the creation itself. You know, so, the, you know, what's in you? Because we understand too, also. 
the teachers, it was the teachers within you, as it says in John chapter 14, it's the teacher within you that's going to show you this revealing the purpose. That's why you don't, you know, as it says over Jeremiah 31, at the point in time, and the point in time is now in this present kingdom where the brother will look to another brother, you know, teach me about Yahweh. You know, we're going to all know about Yahweh. I'm talking about the sons from the least to the greatest, right? We're going to all know about Yahweh, you know, and then we come realize this, that, hey, that scripture is so, so real today because we have this divine vision revelation, we have these tools and we can look at the creation and see how what Yahweh has created, how he's put his, what we said, his John Hancock on things, right? When Yahweh put his signature on it, you know, no man can steal his copyright or steal his patent. You can't, it's unpatentable. You know, that happens in today's world where, you know, hey, situations where you may come up with a creative idea and then some parts come around from you and they steal your idea and put their name on it and say, and take credit for it. That's, that's what the devil does. That's the, that's the principle that you see that happening out there in the world. But Yahweh, you can't do, you can't duplicate, you can't copycat what Yahweh's already, all, all you can do is appreciate it if he gives it to you or you just don't see it. That's that simple. So Jacob, I love Esau, I hate it. And you see, you have those types and patterns. Go back to the elementary chart because we can talk about Cain and Neville. He's given these, these two mysteries coming down the ages and dispensation. Okay. Uh, okay. All come from Yahweh. Okay. Because he is the source of substance, but you know, one is, is returning with knowledge, with power, understands the purpose, understands what it's all about, understands his father, what his father's business is all about. The other doesn't know. It's just basically, you know, a part of the source of substance because nothing's outside of Yahweh, but that's just the way Yahweh is ordained. And there's nothing, there's no harm. And, that, and it gives you kind of solace when you think about the purpose. You, and a lot of times, you know, you go to these other religious groups and things, and a lot of people have voices that they're mad. They don't like Let's let's put it in this kind of simple terms. They don't. The Bible's confusing. This this Yahweh God is a man of war. He's a bad, evil guy because he allows killing and things going. And it's just that's just a lack of un. That's a carnal mind that doesn't have a has a lack of understanding. That's all right. it is. That's that's all it is. So you understand that Yahweh has a he has a purpose. You know we understand him coming down. He has a purpose that he's going to carry out. And it's really not about the vessels of honor. It's all about him. You know it's like it says. History, or we say his story. It's his story. And that's what we were seeing in this chart. It's all about death, burial, resurrection, blood, water, spirit, the principle. That's Yahweh making himself known. So that's what we kind of, you, you have to come to appreciate when we talk about. So, you know, we have Cain and Abel. Okay. Cain, okay. He slew his brother, right? He slew his brother. He offered, you know, his, his, his offering was unacceptable unto Yahweh, right? Cain's offering was, you know, you would seem like it was great, but it was, it was not pleasing to Yahweh, but Abel, and that's just how Yahweh purposed it, you know, Abel being the younger. And you have that principle going there about the young, about the elder shall, 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 shall serve the, shall serve the younger right there. You have Jacob and Esau, the same way Jacob was, was the younger of Esau. But like I said, but you understand that the blessings, you know, Esau had, he had a blessing, but his blessing was nothing compared to the blessing that Jacob had. And Jacob become Israel and his 12 sons. And you see that how Yahweh is what we said we are. He's, his glory is getting greater and greater. When you think about it, through one man, you know, the vision that he gave it to Abraham back there, right? And he promised, he's telling you what's going to transpire, you know, but he was, and we want to, we had to go back and pick it because we're talking about the purpose of Yahweh, how Yahweh is drawing this thing out. So, you know, you go back to, I think it's a, uh, Genesis 12 or 
uh, 15 at and we may not chop it up, but how he's drawing out how he's going to have a seat and they were going to be evilly treated. They had to go down into a to a land where, where they'll be evilly treated, but Yahweh's not going to leave them there. He's going to bring them right back up. He's going to bring them out of there. So we come and you think about this. Yahweh, you know, way back to Yahweh had his name in his body or that book of life. If you look back in the Moses chart, we talk about in the book, everybody, every soul's names are in there, it says, right? Black said, but only he that sinned against me, it says over there in Exodus 13, I will blot out, you know, you know, he's talking about, but so they're coming out. Yahweh had us all, all on the scene. Everybody's got a role to play, right? Everybody's got to come on the scene and play their role. When they're done playing their role, playing their role, and everybody's going to play a role. We always think about hell. Those in the righteous, okay, I'm Yahweh has, he has commissioned me to preach the gospel. He has commissioned me to, to share this information, share this with me, set up Zoom meetings or, or do scripture racing. That's all according to the purpose of Yahweh and righteousness. But also you got, Yahweh has his satanic spirit out there playing his role too. But as Dr. Kinley says, the, the devil or that satanic spirit is a, is a asset. Not a liability. You know, you go to class, you go to accounting class, you understand the difference between assets and liability. Liabilities, ooh, I'm in debt or it's a bad thing. Not according to Yahweh's purpose. And Yahweh's purpose, all is good. You know, like I said, Yahweh, when he made created everything, he created everything was good because it's all going to the purpose of Yahweh. It's going to accomplish its, its purpose. As we had in Exodus, right? We had Exodus 9 and 16. For this very cause, I have raised thee up, right? I've raised thee for this cause or for this purpose, you know, Yahweh has raised up this mystery of iniquity, right? To show forth, so Yahweh's showing his power through the mystery of iniquity, you know, you know, controlling Pharaoh, Pharaoh, I'm going to harden his heart. And Pharaoh said, I'm not going to serve Yahweh. I'm not going to let your people go. But that, that's all controlled by Yahweh. So I always look at this, you know, they used to be in the cartoon, you know, if, hey, if you can't beat them, I think it was a cartoon back in the day. They'd say, if you can't beat them, you might as well join. You can't beat Yahweh. So, so you might as well get on the same page and join Yahweh because, you know, that's it. That's all he can do. He's running the whole show. But, you know, there's just things you think about when you talk about the purpose of Yahweh and, and the election, who's been elected. Then let's get over there in Ephesians 2 and talk about the purpose and things like that, how we were called. It's Ephesians, what, uh, Ephesians uh, 1 and one, 3. Yeah. Yes. Let's get that. Real. Let's pick it up. Ephesians 1 and you want me to start at 1? That's fine. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Mr. King. Yeah. Ephesians 1 and 1. Saul, mm -hmm. an apostle of Yahshua Messiah, by the will of Yahweh to the sons which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in the Messiah. Grace be to you and peace from Yahweh our Father and from our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. Grace be unto you. I'm going to stop you right there, Mr. K. Grace be unto you through, our, through the, the, the you know, Yahshua Messiah. And you, if you go back, we don't have to go back. Is that Moses? I mean, not Moses, but Noah. Noah, mm -hmm. it, said, it says over there that he found grace. Okay. Yes. He found grace inside of Yahweh. He wasn't looking for. He wasn't looking for. I'm gonna tell you. He was not looking for it. Basically, I would say like this. It said not trying to twist, but grace found him. Yahshua is grace. Yahweh is grace. Grace found him because Noah, like nobody else, it wasn't nothing special about him. He was just lost and everybody else. But he had to play the role according to the person of Yahweh that he would show a type of of a as a intercessor or you know right. in some aspect as a type of a form of a, a savior not the kind of that you see maybe down with uh 
with uh, with uh, Jacob or with uh, Joseph, you know, they all play that role as a savior. So when Yahshua, you know, talks about or Yahweh, because, you know, we, that's another thing real quick. And I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but we're talking about salvation. We're talking about the purpose of Yahweh. We're talking about those are being called. Those are being being elected, as it says. And I'm going to get back to over Ephesians. But like I said, we talk about there, there's so many different types and shadows that, that, that go according to the pattern, showing forth how that Yahweh is to save. That's what he's trying to tell us. And hey, I don't I don't care how you shape it up. This is this moment up. I'm trying to tell you that Yahweh is salvation. That's what he's declaring. When he takes on shape and form, then, you know, that's when he's he's basically that's the beginning of the creation. That's when Yahweh executes this purpose. And he what's he what's he going to let you know is that. I am salvation. You know, that's what Yahshua means. Yahweh is salvation. So Yahshua is basically, it's the active force. Yahshua, Yahshua, Yahweh taking on shape and form in a vessel, carrying out different deeds, doing, building tabernacles, building, building uh, arcs and stuff, uh, saving vessels from Egypt, saving. He's showing forth salvation in vessels. Okay. Now continue on back in Ephesians. Well, I had you right there at one and round, round one and two, three. Let's continue and talk about that. Third verse, blessed be the El and father of our savior, Yahshua Messiah, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in the Messiah. According as he have chosen us. He has chosen us in him. Before the foundations of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Yahshua the Messiah to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Okay, let's stop right here. Now, you talk about that. You talk about being made accepted, being oh. converted. You know, it's it's like this. We coming up now. We gotta, We have to get. We don't want to get it twisted. We, even though we're predestined, chosen by Yahweh to receive a partake of His His, his glorious blessing, we didn't come out of Yahweh per se with all knowledge of the divine knowledge. Yahweh. See, you think about this. How is Yahweh going to make His power known if we knew everything coming out of our mother's womb? And had all the knowledge. No, how's Yahweh going to show us? How are you going to show the fire? How are you going to show how he can, he can overcome? He has to have an obstacle in place. That's why he sent him down. And you think about, well, okay, there was hunky door up in Canaan's land up there. You had the, you know, you had the, you know, you had the, the I wouldn't say like this. You had the, Joseph and his brothers up there. Why did he cause all this conflict and have Joseph sit down in there and, you know, and be in Egypt and then bring the 70 elders down and, and then they multiply and they get under, you know, tribulation and, and strife from that satanic spirit. Cause you're always showing forth his power. He's using contrast. Hey, this is righteousness and this is unrighteousness. But like I said, through my love, I'm showing you what salvation is all about. I'm showing you what deliverance is all about. So you have to have that contrast. And and then, and, and like I said, even today, because this thing is repeatable, even in our own everyday lives, we're coming into this teaching. Just because we come in this teaching, you and you partake of this Holy Spirit. Yeah, but that devil's still out there. He's trying to try you. He's testing you. But Yahweh in you or Yahshua is the overcomer. He's going to overcome you in situations. And a lot of times it may not be physical situations that you're overcoming. Maybe a lot of times it'd be psychological, 
you know, trying to put seeds of thoughts and doubts and people saying things to words are very power. You know, life and death is in the power of tongue. Someone could say something to you and try to rock you, shake you. But you understand that in the day you just look unto Yahshua. Right. And he's going to you know, he's just going to he's going to guide you through the storm. He's going to he's going to weigh it all out. You, you, you're you're going to be OK if you just look unto Yahshua. Continue on with Ephesians there a little bit. I think we're going to go back Yes. Having predestinated us unto yeah. the adoption of children by Yahshua the Messiah to himself, mm-hmm. according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Right. In he- whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one, all things in the Messiah, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Okay, get the uh, ace and dispensation chart because, you know, you're dealing with an element of time. He's talking about what he's going to do, how he's going to do it. So we understand right here we live in this fourth present kingdom age, this spiritual kingdom on earth, assembly of the body of Yahshua's side, the spiritual assembly. So when you talk about the spiritual assembly of Yahshua's side, we're not just talking about the men uh, the women, the men, the souls on this earth plane receive the spirit. We're talking about the angels in heaven that never left their first estate. We're all one, all one big family. We're all partaking right. of this glory right here. We're all talk. We're all partaking of that, right? So, and that's the, in the dispensation of time. You know, this is where here we are. We're right here, right now, this time. Now, and we're in this. You know, in, in, and that's the thing we have to think about. But it was according to Yahweh's will and purpose. We had, you know, we come to recognize that. Now, back to uh, we can go back to the Moses chart talking about for us the manifestations of Yahweh showing forth salvation. You know, we have different, we have different, different, different situation examples. Um, one that comes to mind too. You talk about Joseph, and I just want to bring that. That's over in Genesis, right? You know, that's before we talk about the. You know, we get to the story about. Uh, the Moses and the Chisholm Israel's passage from Canaan's land down to uh, Egypt and back to the wilderness and, and on back to the Canaan's. And that's a round trip that, you know, they're, they're, they're like I said, as we said, Isaiah 46, 9 and 10, you know, Yahweh declared the end from the beginning. Canaan's land representing heaven, heavenly store, really representing that heavenly state because Yahweh is heaven himself. We talk about heaven. It's not a place you're going or say as the world would say, hey, I'm going to heaven. No, you can have heaven right now and peace and mind and love and just and beauty in Yash Messiah right now. But think about the Canaan's land. You, you, they come from Canaan's land, right? And they didn't know why they were going down to Egypt and stuff like that. Just like when you come from Yahweh out of that, he said, had you in the book of life, but you didn't know nothing come on the scene. But the, the main point is you were predestined and you're preaching. Once you come in this teaching, Oh, now I'm saying I've been predestined to return in righteousness and glory and understand my father's purpose. That's now that's a, a great appreciation. And you appreciate it more knowing that the struggles that the life presented you, you know, things like, oh, man, you're just more thankful. You know, we always use the example of, you know, you're playing sports and activity and you have a goal in mind. And sometimes you don't know how you're going to get there. And it's a struggle lifting, waiting and stuff. And then once you receive, you win a, 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 a sporting event or a, 
world championship or something like that, you look back, you, you take time, you look back at the whole journey and you appreciate the, all the things you went through to where you are at now. And, and, and it makes you a lot wiser person. And, and you look through that. So from a spiritual perspective, you know, we now we understand, you know, what, what Yahweh's doing. And it's something we don't understand at all. We're going to be learning in the ages to come. And Yahweh, that's the great thing about it. Hey, you got something you look forward else forward to. You know, going on to the ages to come outside of the physical body, it's going to even be greater. You know, that's 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 the thing about it. You think about life in general, okay? And I'm just using examples out there for those, you know, maybe in the YouTube community, you think about things, you wake up every morning just from a natural perspective. I mean, you know, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. But it, ain't, it, ain't it great when you know, hey, there's something new I'm going to go to. I look forward to, like many of us or some of us on this on this Zoom call tonight, there's different events coming up. There's different gatherings and uh, you're looking forward to that. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're thinking about that. You, you look, you're thinking about it. It's like you're already there right now because you're looking forward to it. You know, your mind is there. You're you're in the spirit. You're, you're having visions and revelations of, and you've already kind of carved out, you know, what they're going to talk about, what you're going to do, who you're going to meet and greet when you get to that event, whether you go into Springfield, Lansing, whatnot. You're looking forward to that. I mean, it may be you know, just a natural going on vacation. It, that's why you're looking forward to that. So likewise, you think about this after you come, it, it's going to get greater than this. If this is great, what does Yahweh else got in store for us? He's, you know, he's got things greater and greater in store for us right there. So th that's just what I want to talk about. But basically you had a situation with Genesis. Let's get over there. And uh, I think it's maybe 44, 40, somewhere 44, 45, where uh, there's a word, you know, for us, Moses, not Moses, but Joseph is telling, or he's, it's, it's describing, he uses a word called, called Zapatania. And I, I may be chopping it up. So check there, there and, Genesis 45. It's it's been a while, but uh, it's a word there. He, he uses a phrase. And what he's saying there, what that means, we'll look that word up once we find. Let me see if I can look at it real quick. Just bear with me. Joseph. Because I mean the scriptural lesson talked about there's no other savior beside me. Yahweh made that statement. Okay. And that should give you understanding too, as we look, is that. Yahweh, as people said, the God of the old Bible, then you got Jesus, you know, and some people saying, like I said earlier, is that some people are God, you know, that's a different, that's a different message back. That's a warring God and children of Israel. Well, now we have Jesus. He's so loving and kind and he's going to save us. He's forgiving. But what we're telling you down here, the unity of the spirit, they're one of the same. They just, they're carrying out different purpose or different missions, but really they have the same purpose. It's just different manifestations, what they're trying to accomplish. But we understand by this pattern that they're showing forth salvation. That's why we can say over in 1 Corinthians 10 and 4, you know, it said that rock that led them and that rock was the Messiah, you know, because well, find me Jesus back here in the Old Testament. Well, I don't see the name Jesus back there. And all like that. so where do you say he's back there? Well, that's why when you come down one of these classes, we're going to show you by the pattern, by the principle of death, burial, resurrection, blood, water, spirit, and about these principles showing forth deliverance, you know, that he is salvation. There is no other Savior besides Yahweh, as it says over, as we said early tonight, Isaiah 43 and 11. Okay, because Yahweh is Yahshua. Yahweh or Yahshua is Yahweh in manifesting the faith, showing forth salvation over and over and over again. Did you find that? Over Five there? minutes, Dr. Harris. Did you find Genesis that 4145 is yeah. Zaphnath Paeonia. Okay, put some context with that, please. Let's pick that up. Um, pick it up. Pick it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And somebody can look that word up if you can, too. Just want it for the community. 
if you can. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zephanath, Zephanith, Tanya. I can't pronounce it. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Kathy had it right there. And he gave him to wife Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, mm-hmm. priest of On. Okay. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. And okay. Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth, excuse me, the earth brought forth by handfuls. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities. Okay, the food that's of, mm-hmm. I think I'm out of time. I just want to keep covering that. But I just want to mention that, that if you look up the word there, it's a long word, but basically means it means savior, a savior. You yeah. have four minutes. You have Dr. four minutes, okay. Dr. Harris, four yeah, minutes. But, yeah, I'll cut it up, too, but that means it's showing forth he was a savior, right? He was a deliverer. Yahweh, and think about this, too. He's talking to he's talking to Pharaoh now, and you have to understand that, too. That Pharaoh was was a fair using a, in a righteous manner right there, showing forth a father-type son relationship, because as you read the beginning of uh, Exodus, they, they rose up a Pharaoh that did not know it says there, and we might have to pick that up. Get to the first of, uh, Exodus. They rose up a Pharaoh that did not know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It may be Genesis 50 or Exodus. Mm-hmm. They rose up a Pharaoh that did not know. Um, and it's showing you that, hey, there's... Go ahead, Exodus go ahead. 1, 8. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Ahead, now, there rose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. Okay, stop right there. So now we have a new king, right? That did not know Joseph, but the one former there, yeah, he knew Joseph. Jo- you know, he he made Joseph like the the prince, the king of, of all the land of Egypt. So Yahweh's using these different types of types and shadows. He's using this to show forth his power. So you have to be careful when we look at say, well, when you see a pharaoh, yes, predominantly he's played that role as a misreniquity, but not in this case over in, 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 in Genesis forty one, right, and, and all through the early part of Genesis that Joseph knew. He said he's showing a type of righteousness right there. He's showing that relationship. So that's the beauty of Yahweh. We look at this thing. Sometimes we may put our finger. Okay, I'm trying to run a line of misreniquity. I'm trying to run a line of righteousness. We have to be very careful as well, you know. And, and it's just Yahweh's got to teach us, and you know, a little study and things like he'll teach us some things and, and show it. Hey. You know, he's showing forth at the end of the day, I'm showing a mystery of righteousness, unrighteousness. And you always can't put your finger on that character and say that person is unrighteous, that person is right. Even today, even today in these classes or whatnot, you know, we have to be very careful. We have to look at the principles and look at that spirit, how it's operating. Look at those attributes, discern those attributes. And that's how you figure it out. Can't look at the vessel or the title of the vessel. You have to discern those attributes and things, how it's being used. But uh uh, it was a beautiful class tonight. I really thoroughly enjoyed the first speaker, how y'all were using to kick it off. And praise Yahweh. We look forward to hearing the, the next speaker as they get into the purpose of Yahweh and, and, and what it's all about. Uh, all praises to Yahshua Messiah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And thank you, Dr. Harris. For our next vessel, it is an honor and a pleasure to call on Dr. Gregory Prestes from our Ithaca, Ithaca class. Dr. Preston? 
Hello. Hi. Um, do I sound okay? Uh, my audio situation is a little complicated tonight. Yes, you sound good. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I really have appreciated the things that have been uh, spoken of already tonight. Uh, there's just so much. So I'm just going to take a minute, collect my thoughts, and um, try to take it slow and just share a, a couple of things that came across my mind uh, listening to the class so far. Uh, could we get, um, does somebody, is somebody there able to look up scriptures? Um, great is the mystery of Yahweh. First Timothy three sixteen. Okay. We've got our yeah, <laughs> got a girl with us. Uh, better than yeah. a concordance. Um, <laughs> right. um, let me see if we need the context. Um, okay. Nope, we can just get that. Yeah, that's good. First Timothy three sixteen, and without controversy, great is the mystery of holiness. Yahweh was okay, so <clears throat> especially when, uh, I mean, at all times, but my feeling is especially dealing with some of the things that have been mentioned tonight, where there's differences of opinion, variations in understanding, it's important to realize that we're dealing with, with a mystery. Mm. And as it's been stated, this is not something you can figure out or agree with on your own. This is something, this mystery, uh, the mystery of holiness, the mystery of Yahweh <clears throat> has to be revealed because that's his purpose, is to reveal his mystery to um, his sons or to the, the people that he's going to create. Now, there was something in the scripture reading, I believe, about the people that I have created. If someone could find that while we're working with uh, 316. So, so continue. Great is the mystery of holiness. Yahweh was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Now that's that's a great mystery, and it's something that is um, to this day not understood in the world. Um, and we've already these things have already been discussed tonight in, in, in various ways. But Yahweh is spirit, and um, Yahweh is the source, the substance, the limits, and the bounds of everything in existence. And everything in existence is in existence according to the will and according to the purpose of Yahweh. And we just do not have a separate, we're not separate from Yahweh. And um, there's actually a section in the textbook and the, I, I'm not gonna take the time to get to because that would be all we would get. 
And it's in the section on prayer where Doc makes the statement that it's usual in these mysteries to have a situation, this is a, a paraphrasing of what's in the textbook, where there are apparently two opposite, opposite facts and um, the reconciliation of those facts, the key to that is understanding our inseparability from Yahweh. Right. So <clears throat> sometimes, so, so the topic of predestination has been brought up tonight. Um, and then, um, well, I'm already ahead of myself. So, okay, so it's a great mystery. So we're going to finish. That'll, that's all I needed from 316 for now. Um, did you find that in the scripture reading? Uh, yeah, I, I think what you're talking about, uh, it's Isaiah 43 and 7. Even everyone that is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. Is that what you wanted? That's that's one. I think there's one. 21. 21. 20, uh, yeah, first okay. Verse. So, wait. So, I want to keep track of both of them. So, um, so that was seven. Right. And then let's just read uh, 21. Okay. 43 and 21. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. Okay. Now, um, this is the prophet Isaiah. And I'm pretty sure Isaiah is classified as uh, being before they were exiled. And so he's prophesying to Israel of the fact that they're going to be taken in, into captivity. Um, if someone, if I'm incorrect about that, someone can correct me, but I'm pretty sure that's the time frame for Isaiah. I think they call him pre-exilic. So <clears throat> Romans 119 and 20 has, has been brought up. And another thing that's in my kitchen, in this I can explore teaching global is Isaiah 8, to near East which East, says I to the law and to the delicious meals quickly. If Near they speak East, not according to this word, flavors there is easy. no light in them. Karen's Bud Crawford so remains undefeated. So in the context of the understanding the mystery of Yahweh, the witnesses to that mystery, to the revelation of the mystery, are in the law of the prophets, and they're in the creation. But they're, they're in there in such a way that unless the purpose is revealed to you, unless the mystery is revealed to you, um, you would never be able to just read the Bible and say, oh, I know what, what the purpose of all this is. And it's already been mentioned how people split the Bible. They think the Old Testament God is different than the New Testament God. And all of that is a testimony to the fact that it, they just don't understand how to put this book together. And in our current time, no one understood how to put it together until it was revealed to the founder of the school, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley. And he himself didn't understand it. And he, had, he was an assistant pastor for 15 years and baptized people and healed people and preached sermons and was, was popular with the young people. And he himself didn't have an understanding of the things that were later revealed to him in his vision. And that from 1931 until he passed in 1976, that he, 
he continued to he, that he taught. And that's where we've learned these things. We didn't come on these things on our own. We didn't figure these things out. And, you know, when it comes to this idea of taking glory upon ourselves, um, I mean, if somebody gives you the answer to a question and then you, are you going to go around boasting and blowing how you know the answer to the question? Because uh, it was given to you. And so any understanding that we have, um, a spiritual understanding is, is a revelation, is an operation of the spirit. We preach the gospel in terms of the witnesses and the things that are in the Bible. And you cannot deny that these things are in the Bible. But neither will you come to a true and correct understanding of the purpose of Yahweh without the operation of the Holy Spirit, without the revelation of the Spirit. And these are the things that I have in my mind. I have 27 minutes left, so I'm going to end at 9 o'clock. I don't, I prefer if you didn't try to give me the five-minute warning. I'm not really looking at the screen anyway. Okay? <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> My relationship with time goes back a long way. Okay. So, um, so read verse uh, Isaiah 43. Uh, tell you what, pick it up. Yeah, um, boy. Pick it up at 18. Okay. Isaiah 43 and 18. Remember ye not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. Behold, now, what we'll do. And, and yeah, when you see a period, just give me a second to jump in uh, before you read the next sentence, okay? <laughs> I want to okay. just try to take this piece by piece. Um, okay. So this is Isaiah. Isaiah was what we would call a Hebrew or a Jew. And he's writing in Hebrew, and we have the Hebrew text. Uh, well, we don't have it, but uh, it's been preserved in the Hebrew culture and the Jewish culture. And he's talking to the Hebrew people, and um, he's relaying the things that Yahweh Elohim uh, gave to him and told him to tell the people. Um, boy, it's over there. I don't want to get it. How... Yahweh in old times spake unto our fathers by the prophets. And that's what's happening here. Is And it's already, again, I don't have the time to review this in any detail, but it's already been shown and talked about that Yahweh is a unity. There's one spirit. There's one consciousness. There's one essence, and that's Yahweh. And he takes on an incorporeal, and, and in that state, he is without discernible shape and form. He, you would never know that he even existed if he only stayed in that state. So he comes into the incorporeal form um, of, of Elohim, and that's Yahweh Elohim. Um, and that refers to the visionary being, and the Elohim is the Hebrew word for God, that Moses saw in his vision and, and wrote about uh, it with Adam dealing with Yahweh Elohim and Noah dealing with Yahweh Elohim and all of the forefathers. And so that's um, Yahweh manifested in an incorporeal form. 
Like you might be have some authority in your office. You might be a boss or you might own a company. And nowadays, since the pandemic, half of the business runs on Zoom. So your image appears to the people and they hear your voice, but you could be in your pajamas somewhere and just showing your face. So you're appearing, they see you, they hear you, but you're not, you're not, they're not seeing you physically there and they need a computer uh, for, for Zoom. So it's the prophets who are able to see and understand. And, and that's in the book. It says, if there be a prophet among you, I will appear unto him in a vision and speak unto him in a dream or make myself known unto him in a vision and a dream. I, I forget exactly how it goes. But you see, that's Yahweh Elohim communicating to the people through the prophets. And that's what Isaiah is doing. But then um, with the one that the world calls Jesus, uh, the Messiah, when it came to the point in his purpose, the year 4,000, when it was time to fulfill the Mosaic law and bring about the spiritual salvation, then he came in, he was born into the body of a baby that came, took on shape and form within the womb of Mary. And that's Yahweh. But now that's Yahweh manifested as a man. And it's sometimes referred to as in the likeness of sinful flesh. And that's a great mystery. And that's what Tim, uh, Paul was talking about in Timothy there, how Yahweh was manifest in the flesh and seen of angels and, and, and so on. Now, so when Isaiah, go ahead. Behold, I shall do a new thing. Isaiah 43 and 18, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold. So see, Moses and the, everything that happened with Moses and the children of Israel, their ascent to a great kingdom under Solomon with Solomon's temple, and then the various captivities and things that they went through since then. He's saying, don't you remember that? He's talking to the Jewish people. Read. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, you see, didn't he do, didn't he do that already? I mean, didn't he make them a way when he delivered them from Egypt? He yeah. delivered them through the wilderness and uh, didn't, you know, Moses got in trouble for striking the rock when he was supposed to speak to it the second time and he gave them rivers of water so why is he calling it a new thing and this is uh one of the keys to understanding this mystery and this is one of the innumerable manifestations of romans 1 19 and 20. the entire history of the jewish people they're a physical people and the descendants of those people still exist today they are physical human being. And the physical reveals the spiritual. Now, um, I want to do a short, I want to come right back to here, but I want to do a short um, side, take a short side road. Uh, it's in Deuteronomy, and it's either chapter 
six or chapter seven. Um, and he's talking about Israel. Uh, I just have to about how there are special people and a holy people. If you could help me maybe find that. Deuteronomy 7, 6. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Thank you, Kathy. Deuteronomy 7 and 6. For thou, and a ho- thou art a holy people unto Yahweh thy Elohim. Yahweh thy Elohim have chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Yahweh, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Yahweh, go ahead. <laughs> Yahweh did not set his love upon you, nor choose you, because ye were more in number than any people, for ye were the fewest of all people. But because Yahweh loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath Yahweh brought you out with a mighty hand and redeem you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Thank you. So you see, that's the physical Israel that he's talking about. But when you combine that with Romans 1, 19 and 20, you understand that the physical reveals the spiritual. So if you had a physical people that were holy, which means set apart unto Yahweh, and that Yahweh had chosen to be special, a uh, valued property, a peculiar treasure, and um, uh, unto himself above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Those are pretty powerful principles. And it's gotten the people in trouble thinking that they're better than other people. And that's part of the mystery is the physical reveals the spiritual. And Yahweh worked with the Hebrew people and he did deliver them from Egypt. And if you read their history with Yahweh, it was not a a sterling example of love and obedience. They disobeyed him. They were punished, taken into captivity and eventually um, scattered. So, The fact that he chose this physical people, we take those principles to understand that there's going to be that the the fulfillment of this mystery is from a spiritual standpoint. And so the holy people, um, let's, where is that? It's back in six um, where he tells them, uh, yeah, there's six and four and, and five, please. Deuteronomy six, four. Deuteronomy six, four. Here, O Israel, Yahweh our Elohim is Yahweh a unity. One more. And thou, and thou shalt love Yahweh thy Elohim with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Now, this is the spe- this what makes the people special unto Yahweh above all people on the face of the earth. It's the people that love Yahweh with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their might. And in order for you to love Yahweh, you have to have the spirit of love. 
And so that's just another way of talking about the revelation of the Holy Spirit and the, the taking on of the divine nature. That's the purpose of Yahweh, is that out of all of the nations of the earth, he chose the Jews, but the Jews were chosen as a typical people. And their tenure, um, Yahshua the Messiah came in and fulfilled the Hebrew scriptures. And uh, we talk about how uh, the, that was the end of the jurisdiction of the law of Moses, the dispensation of the law ended on the day of Pentecost. And we're now in the dispensation of grace. And salvation is by grace through faith, and that not of yourself, it's a gift. And so that's what makes us to be um, a special people, is those people that Yahweh formed and purposed from the foundation of the world to love him with all their heart and with all their soul and with all their might. And then if we go over, which I, I don't, I'm, I'm running low on time, I have 15 minutes, but... Um, Yahshua, talking about the Holy Spirit, there's a place where he says, even the spirit of truth, Kathy, you know where that one is, which the world cannot receive? Yep, it's John 14, around, I'd start at 16 through 19. Okay. John Let's, 14 and 16. And I pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Okay, so while Yahshua was in the flesh, he looked. they, they thought he was just a, a great guy. And he was a comfort to them. And he had power and authority and had understanding. He explained things to them. He took care of them. He fed the multitudes. He um, performed miracles. He was a great comfort to them, but he was external from them. Now, he's telling them that um, he's got to go away, but that he was going to pray to the Father, and the Father will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, which is a reference to the Holy Spirit entering into the heart and mind of man and abiding there on a permanent level in that it brings about a spiritual transformation and the realization of the promise and the realization of the people that he's creating that love him with all their heart and with all their soul and with all their might. Uh, 17, please. The spirit of truth, which the world cannot receive because it see, seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So you see, he's clearly to referring to himself. He dwelled with them for the three and some odd years that he was in his ministry. And he's telling them, and there's other places where he says, I've got, if I don't go away, then I can't send you the comforter. So he was the Holy Spirit personified. He was the Holy Spirit manifest as a human being. And he was obedient to Yahweh and he was without sin. And he didn't keep the law, but he fulfilled the law. And he was the human personification or expression of that divine nature in the fullness and in totality. And when he's crucified and then ascends up to heaven, 
on the day of Pentecost. It's that spirit that was in him. It's his nature. It's his seed, so to speak. It's his essence that is then put within the 120 in the upper room. And then as the gospel is preached, it quickens more vessels. And then you have this spiritual people forming. Now, let's go back to um, Isaiah, please. Uh, yeah, if you pick it up at, at, at 21 again. Isaiah 43 and 21. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. Now, you see, ostensibly, and because Romans 1, 19 and 20, he's talking about the Jews and how before he called Abraham and Isaac, uh, was Abraham's seed called, and then the seed was called in Jacob, and then Jacob's name was changed to Israel and had the 12 sons. And so he formed what we call the Jewish people from Abraham's son, Isaac, and Isaac was the seed called, and then in Jacob was the seed called. Now, um, those physical people they're not the holy people. They were a type of the holy people. And the evidence of that is that they disobeyed Yahweh and Yahweh uh, destroyed their kingdom. Now, um, let's see, 10 minutes, okay. Um, so this people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. And you see, if we go back and couple that with Deuteronomy, these are the people that love Yahweh with all their heart and with all their soul and with all their mind. Now, um, I want to tie this in with predestination and foreordination, um, predetermination. All those words refer to the same thing. Now, if, if we go all the way back to Genesis, and I have to um, cherry pick here. Uh, I just want it where he's talking to the serpent. Yeah. Um, Genesis 3.15. Now, we, we're all familiar with the Garden of Eden, the commandment. Uh, I just have a few minutes left. Adam, Eve was deceived by the serpent, by that mystery of iniquity, which was talked about tonight, just as the entire world continues to be deceived by the lies and misconceptions that are propagated in the world. Okay. And then here, what we're re reading about in Genesis 3 is Yahweh Elohim is pronouncing judgment. And he's talking to the serpent. And mm -hmm. I just need 15. Okay, Genesis 3.15, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, uh -uh, thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, <clears throat> we all understand that as far as physical bodies go, Adam and Eve were, were the only show in town. So everyone ultimately, according to the scriptures, which is a vision that Yahweh gave to Moses, are descended from 
Adam and Eve. So if you work with this a little bit, this is a reference to the two mysteries, because on the 40-plate chart, where you have Adam and Eve in the garden um, before the transgression, you have them in unity and peace and harmony. And Dr. Kenley has written there, see Yahshua and his bride. And so um, in order to form the people, the, the women had to have children. And so here he's putting a distinction between the, the seed of the serpent or those individuals coming down through time that are under the domination of the mystery of iniquity and those individuals that he chooses to deliver from that mystery of iniquity. Now, um, you might wonder what this has to do with, with predestination. Now, Paul all goes all the way over, and I, um, I don't think I have time to get the actual scripture, but he talks about how they shall be saved through childbearing. So our understanding of what's going on here, um, then he goes on in 16. Uh, go ahead, read 16, uh, seven minutes. And unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow, thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire and thou mm, and they desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And so Paul Adam, picks up on this and makes the statement that yeah, there's a this is a promise of salvation when he says, Thy seed shall bruise his head. That's a prophecy, he's prophesying of the Messiah. And we have the whole lineage of the Hebrew people up until the Messiah, showing forth that seed that was called in Abraham, the seed of the woman. And then you have, um, spiritually, those are the people that had faith and trust in Yahweh and died in the faith, not having received the promise. And they were there waiting in the grave or hell, just like Israel was waiting there in bondage in Egypt. And when Yahshua was crucified, uh, you read in Peter and a couple other places how he went and preached deliverance to the captives in distress. And those were those individuals that had um, died in the faith, had the oil in their lamps, and were looking forward to the promise and received the Messiah's testimony in the grave. And then they were resurrected. And that's um, written about in Matthew, and it's shown on the Moses chart in the, on the right-hand side where you have all those people standing where they're graves. And after Yasha's resurrection, they resurrected. Now, um, okay. So what I need is, um, well, let's, let's go back to Isaiah 43 again. And then I need it where, um, I think it's Psalms, the it's 23rd chapter. Uh, about um, a seed shall serve him, it shall be accounted for a generation. We also have Hebrews too, and wrote, spoken last days by his son. Okay. Um, okay. If it's, if it's uh, oh wait, no, it's not 23. Maybe it's 22. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Psalms 22 and 30. 
Okay, Psalms 20, 22 and what? I'm sorry. 30. 30. All right, Psalms 22 and 30. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to Yahweh for a generation. So this again is that people that he's going, going to form. And now um, I don't have time to get it, but it's, it's uh, the second speaker referenced it a couple times. Isaiah 46, 9 and 10 states that Yahweh declares the end from the beginning. Now, could I, um, could someone look up declare for me relatively quickly? Okay, I, 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 I have I declare. It. Okay, go ahead. Declare from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary to make okay. known formally, officially, or explicitly. To make known as a determination. To make clear. To make okay. evident. So we're talking about predetermination. And so Yahweh declared or determined um, from the foundation of the world the operation of his purpose. And we are not separate from Yahweh. We are all the manifestation of Yahweh's spirit according to his purpose. And he purposed to manifest the seed that when the progeny that would be controlled by the serpent or the mystery of iniquity. And he purposed to manifest to create this people that would love him with their whole heart, with all their soul and with all, all their mind. Now, <clears throat> everything living that we know of, uh, let me just stick with uh, plants and animals uh, for the time being, and insects too, um, don't they start off from uh, essentially some form of an egg, a single cell in most cases where the entire, uh, their entire being is represented by the genome or by the DNA, right? So that is really in that egg or in that seed or in the um, ovum, once that was fertilized, once the seeds are fertilized, your entire physical body is determined what color your eyes are gonna be, how tall you're gonna be. Now, obviously, there's differences of, um, you know, malnourishment and accidents and diseases and things. But you see, this is not so strange. Yahweh exists as in spirit. And Doc in the textbook says he is the inscrutable principle. And you and me and the devil and everything else is present in his mind, so to speak, in principle or as an idea, and it's not manifest at all. And then he comes through the angelic and he comes through into the physical creation. And then we have, he's gonna form these people. And so the preaching of the gospel, that's the seed of that's Yahshua the Messiah. When it said a seed shall serve him, that was a prophecy of Yahshua coming in to fulfill the law and the prophets. But it's also a prophecy of the seed that shall serve him, that would be called a generation or the people 
that he would form. And so just as a man impregnates a woman, you have to have a match in the substance in order for the conception to take place. And that being is determined how tall it's going to be and, and characteristics and everything else. And so we're born into the world and we're in bondage to sin just like everyone else. But the preaching of the gospel quickens us because it's able to enter into our hearts. It's not something that we do. It's something that's been foreordained and determined. If in Yahweh's principle, we represent that woman or that bride of Yahshua. And so through the preaching of the gospel, our souls, that substance enters into the principles of the gospel, enters into our hearts. And we become obedient to the gospel. And then we start to bear the fruit of the spirit. It's not my fruit. It's not your fruit. It's the fruit of that spirit. It's the fruit of the gospel growing in our hearts, transforming our nature and making us to be this people that love Yahweh, this people Dr. that we would form. Dr. Preston, if you need five minutes, go ahead and take it. Oh, you shouldn't tell me that. <laughs> 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 yeah um because I, I was actually done <laughs> but, okay uh, <laughs> I, I, since you gave me five minutes i never want to turn down five minutes okay. um so I, I hope you can see that you know it's, it's just because when we talk about predestination sometimes people reject it because they feel um it's arbitrary or it's not fair now when I went back to Genesis uh, and got the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent and have that coming down as the mysteries come manifest through time, then you see that it's, it's what's, it's what's, it's, it's, boy, the woman has, the, the, the ovum is fixed in the woman, and we have one comes down, and it's only the female human ovum that's able to receive the seed from uh, a, a male, a human man. And it brings about a complete transformation. We know that ovum is quickened. It's electrified. Nothing else can get in. And it, it then becomes, the, it's a complete genome and over a period of 40 weeks, it becomes a baby. It becomes a human being. And it's a transformation. And so it's through the preaching of the gospel that the gospel, see, the gospel, preaching of the gospel is the judgment. And you have it over there in Romans 9, which was worked with, that Yahweh, it's the same thing that he's talking about in Genesis 3, that Yahweh makes the vessels of wrath, which is that seed of the serpent, and he makes the vessels of righteousness, which is shown forth as that seed of the woman. But a, a woman isn't born having a son. She has to be quickened. And so in the flesh, we are, as it, are, as it were, the woman. And um, I'm not going to get Revelations 12 because then I'll be in the same position I was in three minutes ago. Um, so... You see, through the preaching of the gospel, that our souls are like the ovum of the woman. And Yahweh knows who's who, and he knows what's what. And it's, it's his spirit operating 
according to the way he's purposed it. And so if, if, the gospel, if, if you heard the gospel, if you have a respect for the truth, don't be boasting and blown and thinking that you're better than somebody else, like the Jews, some holy people better than all the other people. Right. It's by grace. See, it's a gift. If we're fortunate enough to be of the woman, if we're fortunate enough to be Yahshua's bride, see, in the flesh, we're like the woman, the church, the assembly, the bride. That analogy also runs all the way through the book. But through the preaching of the gospel, our hearts are quickened and we're pregnant with that divine nature, with that Holy Spirit. And that's how we become a son. And just as a woman, as she gets longer in her term, starts to show her pregnancy, as that divine nature in us becomes more mature, then it starts to change our manifestations. And it's not us, like Frank was saying, it's not coming here by obligation, it's by desire, because he has put it within it. And everything in the universe operates, every living thing operates according to the law that is within it, that DNA. And that's what's happening through the preaching of the gospel. And I will end it there. Uh, I hope that made some sense. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And thank you, Dr. Uh, Gregory Prestis. Now, at this time, the Charlotte, North Carolina Bible Fest would like to thank all of our brethren and visitors and friends for taking the time out to come and study with us tonight and hope that you will come back and study with us again. Our class is held on Mondays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And our SoundCloud tapes are every third Monday of each month. Now, um, Zoom participants, please remain muted until the host has ended our YouTube broadcast. We will conclude tonight's class with the doxology coming from the last two verses of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua, the Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time, now and ever. Let us all say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.